0: we're live and we're rolling and this is The Real Venture. I'm your co-host, Peyton. And I am your co-host, Luke, and we are entering the world of business by starting a few companies of our own. So we decided to create this podcast as a platform so that we could ask other successful entrepreneurs the questions that we need answered in order to help our business grow.
1: Every single week we are joined by CEOs, venture capitalists, artists, co-founders, and influencers all with one thing in common young entrepreneurs the only thing i'm going to need you to do is hit that subscribe button below so you never miss a conversation every single wednesday luke and i are going to be right here and we can't wait for you to join us all right hey luke we're finally doing all of this in person which is uh it's it's refreshing i mean it was it's been fun to you know do the first season of the real venture virtually but you know now we get to do it in person which is cool
0: yep it's um a lot more fun I would say and uh, we interviewed uh, Mike Smiriklo, um just a little bit ago and that was also in person which was my first in-person interview I know you've done a few of them mm-hmm. Aiden, but uh, it's really different when you get to actually be there in the room with them talk to them before for a little bit talk to them after for a bit and that interview specifically it was awesome. I, I had a lot of fun talking to him and felt like I learned a lot. I mean, what, what were your first takeaways?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, kind of like you touched on, getting to do it in person is is such a unique experience because, like you said, we, you know, got to have a conversation before we even started recording, um, which was great because a lot of the things that we covered in you know the introductions and kind of that like not awkward but you know awkward get to know you phase, yeah. um, you know, we were able to to reference back during the during the actual interview and, and you know things like that you it's really hard to do virtually. Um, And then also like the dynamics of a conversation, like, you know, not interrupting the person awkwardly because like zoom has a lag and, you know, having kind of that dynamic conversation, I think just flows so much better. Um, But when it comes to like the actual things that we took away from our conversation with Mike, uh, you know, there's a lot, I think the most important thing is this dude has, has seen it all. And he has so many stories and he has been involved with so many different people that are, so incredibly successful in the entrepreneurial world, like I could just I could just sit there all day and just listen to stories because literally, I mean he's not meaning to name drop, but he just name drops so many yeah. people just because <laughs> they're the you know he's like casually talking about his meeting with with Bezos and then yeah. um, you know hopping in the jet and going somewhere else. I mean just like the the conversations that they had were just insane. It was really fun to hear some of those stories. I know,
0: and and like as somebody who sort of like um, the mythical. Uh, view of the dot-com era right in the '90s and how crazy it all was in technology. Um, hearing from somebody who was on kind of all different sides of that right, as like on the finance side where you weren't directly in it, but you could see it all happening. Then you go out to the West Coast, um, working for Mark Andreessen, being on the ground floor of something that's probably you know hyper growth, tons of money, trying to make something work that probably wasn't technically feasible or whatever. And then ultimately going out and building your own business. It's just like kind of uh, hearing from somebody who's like done all the things that you've like idolized or uh, mythicized in your head um, is just crazy. And now he's here and now he's just doing something completely different, which is, um, which is awesome. But I think the coolest thing that I learned about was the idea of a search fund. Um, mm-hmm. I had not thought about that, right? Like it's always like, you gotta have your idea, you gotta build up your idea um, to uh, you know, a five person team, then a 20 person team, then a 100%. He's like, listen, I know how to make things work I'm not going to try to figure out the idea. I'm going to take something that's already a good idea and I'm going to grow that into a business that, you know, creates a lot of value. And um it was really interesting to hear that Next Coast Ventures actually does like has a portion of their portfolio allocated
1: to search fund, which um I thought was cool. Yeah. I mean it's definitely it's like the non traditional way of of getting into entrepreneurship. And I think one of the goals at Next Coast Ventures is to like kind of decrease that stigma and make it A normal way to get into entrepreneurship because like you said everybody thinks that they have to have the great idea and when they Don't have that crazy good idea. It automatically in their mind prohibits them from being an entrepreneur Yeah, and they're like well, I don't have a a, a billion dollar idea Well, I, I think Mike is a living testament to you don't have to if you have the the skills and the qualities that make you a You know successful entrepreneur and somebody that could really build a business you don't have to come up with that idea, and you can actually go out and justify from a business standpoint doing it. And that's exactly what he did with the search fund. The search fund is is incredible, and it's something that I want to continue to learn a little bit more about, and and uh, you know, figure out maybe you know if if that's the uh, another business in yep. in in the future. And then you know, some of the other like um, you know takeaways that you know I, I had from the episode is I I love his f- phrasing of you know. I am like unemployable and I couldn't be doing anything else. And I think that that's something that resonates with a lot of, uh, with a lot of entrepreneurs because at the end of the day, like you're just wired differently and there's really only one profession that you can, that you can go down and it's incredibly challenging and it's really, really hard to do, but it's extremely rewarding. And I think, um, you know, he touched on that a lot throughout the episode.
0: Yeah. And, and kind of on top of that is he was, you know, probably what 15 years out of school maybe at that point when he started.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's not old, but he did it later in life. Like everybody, you know, you hear like Zuckerberg and like those people that are doing this in college, they're like 19 dropping out. Um, you don't, you don't have to be a 19 year old to, yeah. to start one of these businesses. You can be 45. Well, and like you,
0: you look at where he, he was and whether or not he learned a bunch in investment banking about this, I, I don't know, but when you're working for somebody like Mark Andreessen and Horowitz at a company that's, whether or not they were successful in the long run is is maybe not important, but more like, how do you think about problems? How do you operate something that's uh, uh, trying to do something so new? And getting that experience, even for only for a couple of years, I'm sure made him feel so much more confident in his ability to execute uh, on the new business that he ended up buying, um, which I think that like for both of us and, and everybody else is like, you you can't just necessarily assume that you know you know everything, right? Like there are a lot of people that you can learn from, even if you're the smartest person out there. So um, be sure to uh, yeah take take that learning opportunity where you can find people who can teach you shortcut things for you, so you're not redoing a bunch of work that other people have done.
1: Yeah, and you know uh, we've had a couple different VCs um, come on the show, and you know we've had a, a bunch of great conversations. What did you? kind of think about his approach to becoming a VC, especially coming from such a long entrepreneurial background?
0: Well, yeah, I love that when it's like the I've met a few venture capitalists who are very much more finance only, right? Like they're very like they much just have a lot of money. people and they have a lot of money. They have a lot of connections in the financial world. It's easier for them to raise a fund, whatever the case may be there. And, um, while I think, you know, that that's got a ton of value from, a, you know, allocating capital standpoint, I think it's really cool to see people who have been doing it before that come and they say, hey, like, I understand where you're at. I understand that this thing's hard um, and I'm here to help you if the fit's right. And so, like, that part of that I love. And then I also, like, just generally... You know, it seems like their portfolio is a bit different than a lot of the folks that I've seen. Like there's, you know, we, we were did, did that episode in the Boxed headquarters, which is a cool company that, um, you know, yep, I would shout never out to Sarah. have Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah, for that one. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, just a very different investment philosophy, especially with the search fund, um, than I've seen before.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, he's just a genuine guy. And I think that that also is different than a lot of the VCs out there who are just kind of looking for a quick payday maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just trying to throw money. I mean, he, he referenced the term glass eater, right? He's a, he's a gritty dude from the Midwest, which we both appreciate being from the Midwest. Um, And, you know, just like the way he kind of like phrased it is, you know, obviously if you're, if you're going to take venture capital money, it's going to be a long term relationship, you know, five plus years potentially. So if you're going to get into bed with somebody, you want to make sure it's, Know, the, you know like. the the right fit, and I think that that's kind of the approach that he takes. So I'm really I'm really excited for him, and excited to see the portfolio continue to grow. And it's it's just cool because a lot of the companies that he invests in, like Boxed, are in Austin, and it's it's kind of fun to see local companies succeed.
0: Definitely, and and I think that his, um, uh, you know, we we touched on it a little bit, but his philosophy on fundraising mm-hmm. um, and how you should look at fundraising as somebody who's maybe in our position a little bit further along than us, a little bit less far along than us, looking at, uh, you know, the idea of cold outreach to somebody like him being a complete turnoff, right? And him kind of outlining the idea that, listen, if you're not able to get in touch with me via somebody that we mutually know or that mutually, mutually know each other, mm-hmm. um I think like you're you're just not really cut out to be doing this kind of stuff and and whether or not that's true, I don't know, but I do think that it's cool that he's kind of you know narrowed down his his thousands of companies probably that he sees yearly um, yep. based on stuff like that
1: yeah well it was um it was a great conversation and you know i think it was a great way to kick off season two and uh you know we're really excited to uh to have you guys be joining us for this uh this next round of 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 the real venture and um you know it's also fun that we get to do this in person so uh you know we're excited to to continue to pump some more of these out and we'll uh, we'll see you again next week keep it real everybody
0: all right guys uh, if you want to continue this discussion follow us on our social media our instagram linkedin facebook's will all be in the description of this episode hop on there shoot us a dm hit us up with whatever concerns questions comments that you guys have we'd love to continue building that community on there next subscribe to wherever you're listening to this
1: itunes spotify google amazon overcast you name it we got it and the only other thing i'm going to add is As you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple podcasts, five-star ratings and a, uh, and, and a comment go a really long way. Helps us continue to, to climb up the charts and, you know, continue to, to spread this to, to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything and we're excited to see you next week.